0: The following shir was delivered by Rabbi Yehoshua Sova, Morad Asra of Congregation Charei Ezra of Miami Beach, Florida, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To dedicate a Parsha or an entire Sefer, please call 1-888-485-8223 or email info at org. In this week's Parsha
1: we will be discussing in Parsha Seva the idea that Zulun is the Chayfi Yamim Mishkan, that Zulun is moored, he's attached to the Chayfi Yamim, he's attached to the beaches of the oceans, and the and he's on the side of Tsidun. Sidon seems to sound like mm-hmm. the the city of uh, Tyre, Sidon, which actually has a biblical reference in Lebanon. Again, this is on oceanfront property, right along the coast of the Mediterranean Basin, and it's presumably referring to that. The Torah brings out on this pasuk, based on the Gemara that seems to say that a person that had a certain uh, preference for specifically living on oceanfront property, and the Gemara tells us that this person, the reason why they had this propensity towards specifically that, is going to be because he came from. Zavulun. And uh, the Gemara says that they actually did a Bidika and they found out that the person actually did come from, his family originally hailed from that of Zavulun. And therefore, they had this propensity towards having, wanting to be near the ocean more than any other type of, different type of real estate. Now, it says that. Uh, the Teratumim adds, based on the Yerushalmi and Sukkah, that the reason why it says, what's uh, referring to on this side, it's referring to the Yerech from the thigh of Tzidan, that's referring to, uh, Hanavi, that it was referring to his mother, that she came from Shevet Asher, even though his father came from Shevet Zvulun. but when it said, Tidan, was of Asher, and therefore we're referring to this reference, the Yen Navi, whose mother came from Tzidain, even though Tzidain is not really in the Chelek of Zvulun. it's referring to Yena Navi, who was a Zvulani who came from there. The Gemara in Sukkah tells us in the second parak, Rashi brings down that out of the 12 Shvatim, there were four out of the twelve that did not have, or at least we don't know, a clear delineation that the certain Nevi'im or Shev'tim they came from each Sheva. It seems like every Sheva was represented, except for four we're not really sure. There are five or four Nevi'im and Shev'tim that are mentioned and we have no idea which Sheva they come from, so presumably Rashi wants to say is that those four or five came from the four that we don't know if they ever had a Sheva that represented, and that's the Shvatim of Asher, Shimon, Ruven, and Gad, they all had that there was no representation in terms of at least being openly of that. So you see that Shavit Asher, it seems like they wanted, I guess, to have an in. So this reference of the Yaina Ben amita he came from this Shavit of Zulon and Asher, we're mentioning them both as well. We had a question, which is, why is it that when it comes to Zvulun, do we make a big deal about it that he's going out and Prakmaty is going out into business? What's the big deal? I heard that Shmuel Arbach personally say this, that there was one time an event that they were, they were giving congratulations to a certain very wealthy individual who always, always helps Meister Sattari. This person is still to this great, great credit. They still do that. And Shmuel Arbach says, why is it that when it comes to Zvulun, it says, smakhs v'lum mitzezechah, then vi'sachah ba'ilechah. We know, terrour learning has the prime value of a yid, and therefore, it should have been yisachah ba'ilechah, then smakhs v'lum mitzechah. Why do we say smakhs v'lum mitzechah first? So, Shmuel Arbach wanted to say is that, a yisachah learning, at least he has the feeling of ilam hazeh and ilam abba. Like, there was a very famous story that, one time, somebody told Rav Shach Zatal that he was about to meet the wealthiest from individual on planet earth. And Rav Shakh, after meeting him, he says, no, he has at least, he doesn't have Elam Haza, he's going to have Elam Haba for what he's doing for everyone. And somebody said, Elam Haza, he's the wealthiest man, what do you mean? He has, he says, no, 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 he has Daigas, he has paranasi, he has issues of people trying to cheat him and swindle him, and he has no, no, he says, "Me, I I know what I have, and what I don't have, and, Unfortunately, he doesn't have it. He said, he has no Eilam Haza. He felt very bad for that. So therefore, using that same idea, Rabbi Shmuel didn't say the story of Rab Shach, but it's the basic idea, which is, Yisachar going out to work, he goes out to work, but he's not in the basement. So he feels a little bad about that. But Lomaisa, he justifies it saying, at least I'm providing for my family. But not only is he providing for his family, he's providing for another family too. And that could get a person very annoyed because he could say, well, you know, I'm doing, uh, going all out and doing what I'm doing just for me and my family, but to help someone else, let the person get a job. Why is, uh, why is it my responsibility for that? But yet, Zvulun was extremely selfless in terms of helping another tribe and he didn't think twice about that. So this idea of being completely selfless is reflected on the Torah's lauding, specifically Zvulun first, because smach Zvulan betsehachah. Zvulun, you're being so selfless, we're going to put you first before your brother Yisachar, although he's on your Torah, and that has prime value in our eyes, but yet, Akash Baruch says in my eyes, the fact that you're doing serious nefesh to being so selfless, that is a beautiful thing, and I'm going to obviously put that first. Now, we wanted to know why is it that the Torah specifically told us that Yana came from a blended family, if you will. He came from that. His father is from Shevet Zvulun, His mother is from Shevet Usher, uh, And we're saying that there's a reference to that. Why is that? So we wanted to say uh, an, a novel interpretation. It's our own, which is that we know that Sefer Yana is read every single year. Bishas Mincha, and like the Gemara and Baruchos tells us, Aneni Hashem Aneni, Elio HaNavi was answered Zman time because that's the hardest time usually for a person to focus on. And we specifically put out, pull out Sefer Yayna to be read at the time of Mincha and Yom Kippur. Why? So we were thinking is that since Yamim, since Yana came from Zvulun, which represents Yamim, because you can ask the question, there are many Shvatim that they also had waterfront property. Why is Zvulun the only one lauded for Yamim, Lechayf Yamim? The answer we want to say is, based on a measure, the measure says is that Zvula not only had access to the Yam of the Yam Hagodal, of that of the Mediterranean, he also had access to other waters as well, other seas as well. And like the Gemara tells us, uh, Rashi brings down that when it says that when a Baruch Hu created the oceans. Why does it say oceans? It's one body of water. Why is it called oceans? sounds like there are different localities. So Rashi brings down from the message that says, You can't compare the fish that comes from a certain location called Espamia to a dog from another location. It tastes different. There's a, a local flavor, if you will. So also over here, what I want to say is that the Yamim represent this Duality of Zvulun being able to not only think of himself, but also for someone else too. So we we're thinking, this idea of being selfless, the thinking of yourself, of having duality, that's the whole idea of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, a person now who's really a Gashmi and Rukhni. he becomes cooler like a Malach, and no eating, no drinking, standing and dominating. A person is completely Ruchni at that moment. So when a person would be at that moment, there's a great Sakana for a person to say, there's no duality of what I'm doing. Rather, it's only me and my tshuva, me and my kapara, and we say, no, 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 it's actually, you have to have duality, just like we read from Sefer Ayano at this specific time of Shas Mincha. And we're thinking the same thing as well, that's what we want to talk about, he came from a blended family, to show that it wasn't he was only for his tribe and that's it, no, it's my tribe and my mother's tribe, that come from Shevet Asher as well. And we saw that the Paneach Raza brings down that the the word Zevulun is the gematria of 101, and Chilozen also is 101, and the Gemara tells us that Chilozen was found off the coast of where Shevet was, and presumably they made a good parnasa from selling of the Chilozen. So what's the connection, connection between Zevulun and Chilozen being 101? So we bring the Gemara that tells us, you can't compare, so you can't compare somebody who learns titra a 100 to 101. Why 101? The Gemara gives a muscle, very strangely, to someone who's riding a donkey up to 10 parses. When he gets past that uh, amount, then we say, okay, it's now a new charge. Why? It's just one more. What's the big deal? It's it just add another mu- The answer is a totally different thing. Once you go into that, you're in a different league, a different realm. So the same thing also over here. 101 is the same way that just like a person does business, so too in Torah as well. What's the connection business to Torah? The answer is Zvulun, who represents this idea of Torah and business as one. When you do it, is the whole name indicates that, 101, that I'm going above and beyond. When you go above and beyond, and you have this duality, being so selfless, and thinking of another person, your Zaychah T'chilazim. What's T'chilazim? This is that we put on a tzitzis that a person's Mekayim, a gashmi, and through that you're Mikhaim and through that it's which is which is You have an idea that a person is so connected with being with Hashem, so that's the idea that we want to focus on. You're now a ruchni, a person who's now a dover gashmi, a ruchni. You're completely ruchni. You would think that that would be a problem. No, we say no. You're coming together as one on shas min chad and we specifically bring sefer Yano to tell us this idea of not forgetting where it is. I'm deeply grateful to Star K for bringing out a basic idea of the various issues that come up when it comes to travel, specifically on cruise ships, what there could be. And we're going to touch up on a few of them. If a person wants to delve deeper, there's obviously great references in terms of that, of what the Star K brought. Number one, Kashrut. So Kashut obviously, is something that would be very relevant a person has to know that it's not just a cruise line but it's going to any place that has a significant population of people who are not Jewish a cruise line is basically a moving ship it's sometimes there they even have cruise ships now that are basically moving cities the amount of people there and staff that's running around it's loya omen it's almost uh, unfathomable how you could have such a, a large ship Moving around, so it looks so effortlessly, and uh, obviously that's a great thing. So these boats that have these kitchens, you have to be very careful that there's a mashkech midi, or at least a mashkech, that is very vigilant in terms of making sure that there's no mix up of utensils and food items, and sometimes ingredients get mixed in. You have to make sure that there's uh, a great oversight in terms of that. Also, the blias, are there, is washing of the pots and pans? Could there be an exchange of, let's say, any of the flavors? between one pot and another. A lot of times the boats, they'll dock off in the middle of the evening or they dock off very early in the morning and uh, they switch around their pots. Are those pots ben yoyma? Ain't a ben yoyma that you, uh, Mashiach has to be aware of these things. Even if a person has, let's say, a double-wrapped item that they want to be cooked, which is okay in the eyes of Allah, but you're not allowed to have that done for a guy, a guy can't do that for you on Shabbos, that if you ask them to unwrap and the people say, well, I'll unfreeze it and then I'll let it warm up a little. That's, uh, that's not also not a good idea because the freeze, freeze, f- the freezer food that is uh, these airplane dinners or whatever it is that they have, that a lot of times are double sealed, even if you leave it out for a good amount of hours, even in a lot of heat, of uh, natural heat, that's not going to be enough to thaw it completely. And we we're talking about serious issues of possible Bishel on Shabbos. Also, there's localities that when they dock off, even people who are not Makbid Yisrael, you have to realize that Chal of Stam in other countries don't have the same oversight that Ramesh's famous heter of the FDA being an oversight it would apply in d- different countries. You have to be aware of that. Also, let's say having eggs, uh, people argue and saying, well, chazanim, are people who are, you know, they drink eggs raw, so it's not really, bishel uh, akam, if a guy makes me my fresh eggs, that would be a problem of bishel akam, because that's not the normative behavior for a egg. Also, the cruise line sometimes will try to woo kosher customers by telling them that they have kosher style, and uh, this kosher style we say is not valid over here because it's not really kosher. The only reason why they're kosher style is because it is, in essence, a way to get out of saying that they're not really serving non-kosher. So they'll have, let's say, a pastrami sandwich with Swiss cheese. What's kosher? Oh, it's kosher style. is that it's pastrami on rye. <laughs> that's I, it has a Swiss cheese? Okay. They don't realize that's a problem. Also, a person has to be aware that Sneos is a very big issue. You have to realize that uh, you're walking in an area, especially if, let's say, there is a, a laxity of, of terms of clothing because people are going to, let's say, one of these island places or places where it's very hot and people go with less clothing. That could be an issue as well. Going to, let's say, mixed beaches or mixed, or mixed, uh, areas where you have that there's going to be people who are not dressed properly or using foul language. These are things that a person needs to, be aware of when they go to such uh, items, or to such places, that there are items that, that are on the agenda that not necessarily they may have thought of and may have overlooked. Also, tefillah, we say that it's a good, eight, it's type to bring a Sefer Torah, obviously it should be in a secure location, and the reason for that is because there's a Machalik, in the Paisachim, whether or not we say is a Chayvah it's that people have to hear, and if they have ten men, the ten men have to hear, but if you have no ten men, a person is going solo, or with a few people less than ten men, they don't have a chiv to listen to Kriyasa Torah from a Sefer Torah. However, some argue and say no. They say that it is uh, actually a chives gavra. A person themselves has to hear at least one in three days. They have to hear the Torah being read for them. So they can't get out of that. Another idea when it comes to tefillah is that when it comes to mugging of us on Friday night, that's only said when it's a tzibur that plays in a place which is miyuchad. it's set aside to be specifically for a base Akhnasis. There are some cruise lines that have that. But if just people just, they happen to be two weeks out on sea, or they're away, and they arbitrarily turn a certain cabin into a shoal, that's not called a shoal that would suffice for the Muggen. Obviously, it has to be that's really set aside, that it is dedicated as being a shoal, which some cruise lines do have. When it comes to her disembarking on a cruise line before Shabbos, the Vilna Gun's opinion is that Wednesday even you could go, meaning he counts Shabbos itself as the three days. Gemara says that a person shouldn't be mafligim b'svino, a person shouldn't disembark on a ship within three days of Shabbos. And one of the reasons that mafarshim give is because a person within three days is still out of sorts, uh, they're not adjusted to the... The uh, the movement of the boat, and it takes them around three days to do that, so if it would be less than three days, there would be a Zuzul uh, there's going to be some type of zilzal of Shabbos that a person will not feel comfortable, and that's going to take away from their Menucha Shabbos, and therefore, up to three days, they could travel. on the Vilna Gun says, Shabbos is day number one, Friday is day number two, and Thursday is day number three, so you can't travel on Thursday, but Wednesday, a person, if they want, they could, and that would be totally fine. Also, a person has to be aware that when they dock onto land, if they dock on land before Shabbos, you can always get off and on, it's not considered a problem of, of, of being in a different rishos, that a person would not be able to get on and off a person has to be aware that if they do get off and on there may be issues of Tchum, that you go past 2000 Amos, which is roughly 7 tenths of a mile, and a person has to stay within that, also you have to be aware there may not be an Erev on the port where you're at and uh, the electronic keys and locks and also the bands that you have there may be an issue of you taking that off or let's say holding onto that and it beeping when you go through a metal detector there is also a discussion about going to the bathroom that has an automatic eye an electronic eye are you allowed to go in there so uh, walking through let's say a building that has an electronic eye obviously if you could follow a non jew as they walk in that would be best if not then obviously use a manual door but if not uh, then, if you need to get from one place to another, the price can say is that it's a particular you don't you care how the door opens as long as you're getting in and out. Obviously, it would be best to wait for a non-jutsu to do that, but they say, let's say you're in a bathroom and you realize that the, the stall or whatever it might be happens to have an electronic eye. You don't have to say that the whole Shabbos. You could actually leave because it, like Ryavelsky famously poskin that it's a particular extra you don't care if, how it gets flushed or when it gets flushed. And the fact that it's doing it right now is not of a concern to you. Also, a person has to be aware of crossing the international date line. If you take a cruise on the western part of the United States and you cross over the date line, what some people would consider Friday or Sunday, we would actually consider Shabbos. So you have to be aware of that. There's a fantastic statement called Tarach Isra from Russell Taplin of Lakewood. There's also the International Date Line from Mosaica Press that goes into great detail about the various ramifications of Tfilah and a woman counting Zionikian, as well as Aymer, uh brisimila, different things that have to do with quote-unquote days. How do you count days? That's a uh, fascinating discussion over there, and if you want, you could look over there regarding that. Also, had as Neris for Shabbos. The, since the cruise lines obviously do not want people to use actual fire, because that could literally bring the ship down in Sakona, they say that you, you could be provided with incandescent and lights, and you can even make a bracha on that. However, for Hanukkah, it's not so simple, because it's mashmo that Hanukkah needs to be specifically with an oil, with a fuel, with a fire, and obviously the, a person should consult, consult their Orthodox rabbi about what it is they should do if they are on a cruise on Shabbos. Plaga Mincha is a discussion that's usually an hour and a quarter before Shabbos, but it Shai Zman, yes, it actually could be adjusted. When we talk about 12 hours, it's 12 halachic hours, which could be shortened or lengthened, depending on the time of the year, if it's during the winter or the summer. Also, there's a Machlechus in the Pesachim, about whether or not a, a non-Jewish hotel that happens to have Jews in it needs to have an Erev Chatzers, meaning are you allowed to carry inside the building or not. Ramesha finds he the opinion that we do not need to have that. However, other persons can argue on him. And if a person wants to, they can be stomach on Ramesha not to make an eruv if they don't want to. Also, you should be aware that there was a, a number of years ago, there was a group of people that decided to make a siyum on, on Antarctica. I guess the a siyum was never done, done there before and they wanted to do that. And they had real questions about how did they keep Shabbos, when is Shabbos over. And also they happened to go during a time when it was during a tinus, I believe it was a Sarbatavis, and they literally had a 24 hour fast day based on the way the sun set, that they literally had 24 hours that they had to keep the fast and they got hit with very rough weather and uh, many people unfortunately had to break their fast or at least drink or they had to take some supplements or vitamins to maintain their composure and they were not getting, they shouldn't get seasick otherwise it would sound like it was very violent waves in terms of this uh, this trip that they went on. What you see from here is whether it's kashos, tzineos, tfilo, or shabbos, or areas that uh, we would talk about a person uh, being aware of, let's say fasting, all of these have to do with being aware of what the issues are when a person goes on a cruise line. So the same thing also over here, we would say that if a person is going out and disembarking on the ocean, like Zvulun did as well, you have to be cognizant of the various halachic questions that are relevant and once a person knows that, they would obviously be able to enjoy their cruise or whatever it is that they're going on much better once they know what the halachic issue is.
0: The Base Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the